0: Are you divorced or getting divorced and wondering what to do with your engagement ring? You don't have to just sell it. Believe it or not, there are actually a lot of different ways you can repurpose it and still enjoy it. And that's what we're talking about today in our episode of the Divorce Etc. podcast. We're the ex-experts, Jessica and TH. We focus on helping you navigate your divorce and successfully moving on with your life. So please follow us on all social media at xExperts experts and check out XExperts.com. For tons of free divorce-related resources. Let's bring in today's guest. So
1: today's guest, everybody, is Stephanie Gottlieb. She is the founder and CEO of Stephanie Gottlieb Fine Jewelry, properly named. Um, So we're really happy to have you here. I know um, for me, I held my ring for, it's got to be 12 years. I was like, what am I gonna do with this? And in the end I sold it and put the money back in X experts But I think about like what I could have done with that ring. So we're really excited to have you here. Welcome to our show. Thank you, I'm so excited to be here. So tell us, like, did you just always love jewelry? Like, why find jewelry? What, what got you started in this? I have always loved
2: jewelry. I didn't always plan to be here working in fine jewelry. Um, you know, for me I always wanted to do something in the luxury space. Accessories are definitely a passion of mine on a personal level. Um, and certainly like some of my fondest fashion memory moments did incorporate some some pretty um wild accessories. I just, I always had an accessory for every occasion, whether it was like pumpkin earrings on Halloween or red, white, and blue, you know, necklace bib for 4th of July. I'm someone who just likes to dress for a theme. You can see I'm like pre-planning for Valentine's Day now <laughs> with my shades of pink. Um, you know, I'm, I would consider myself an introvert in many ways. And so jewelry is one way that I feel really confident kind of showing my personality. And I, when I started this business, really the intention behind it was that people could wear things that made them feel a certain way, made the outside world look at them a certain way and say, wow, what a cool piece. Tell me about it. Um, And so for me, jewelry is a conversation starter. Um, And so I I didn't land here on purpose, but I'm so grateful that I did.
0: So the idea behind, obviously a huge part of your business seems to be bridal, right? And we're like, Unfortunately, on the other side of that. Um, yeah. And like Teach said, fortunately,
1: we're it well for us, fortunately,
0: <laughs> but not to scare anyone <laughs> off. Um, but I, I think it's pretty common that a lot of people are just like they have their rings, and oh, many times it has a negative association to them at a certain point. So they really do just want to sell it or they don't necessarily want to keep it for a daughter or for a future daughter-in-law again, because it's like, you know, where it kind of came from. Um, I I've actually been married twice. I did end up selling back both of my rings, but with my second ring in particular, it was spectacular. And I really, it. it was so good. And I really wanted to keep it, but I was kind of like, I really don't know what I could possibly do with it. And so I did end up selling it back because I just couldn't like envision what possible ideas there are so one of the things I want to ask you to start off is like when it comes to people having engagement rings. And thinking about what they can do with it, are there certain sizes that you think lend themselves to certain pieces because. I wonder if there is a point at which a stone might be too big to make a neck solitaire necklace or things like that and and I think that that's an important distinction to make. I agree with
2: you. Um you know I think it it first depends on the person, right? Like five carats to one person is very small and five carats for another person is completely acceptable for their day to day so if you're someone who's in sweatpants all the time or you know loves to be at the gym and wearing gym wear maybe a five carat necklace doesn't feel so appropriate but if you're getting dressed every day and going somewhere where people are you know also kind of dressed for the occasion i think there is a place for a five carat stone on your neck so Taking into consideration what your lifestyle looks like, I think is a big piece of it. That being said, you know, a bigger stone can also be suited for something that's more a special occasion. And maybe it does only come out of the safe a couple times a year. It's still getting worn and loved um, versus turning it in. But I, I think at, at the bottom of all of this is like, where is the emotional attachment? And can you stomach wearing it? Will it still feel special? in a new piece if it has that new life or does it have too many strings attached to it?
0: I, I actually wanna ask you about that. People who come to you to repurpose their rings, I'm curious if the overwhelming majority are people who are coming out of a very amicable divorce where they're like, I, I'm totally fine to continue to wear this stone in some capacity or is it people who are really just like, I just love the, I just love the stone and I, I'm just gonna make sure that I can still use it. Right. I think it's probably 50-50, but most of the time,
2: if you're keeping the stone, it's because you've left on some good terms. Um, I think it would be really difficult for anybody to wear a stone that represented a really bad ending. Um, But, you know, it might be a representation of the children that came out of that marriage or other happy things and, and still holds good memories for you. So I think... Most people want to get the stone off their finger. That's like the most obvious answer. And there are a lot of great ways to do that. But of course, a, a bigger stone does usually lend itself to a ring. Um, so there there are ways around making it feel very different, um, You know, adding color, adding new side stones, turning the orientation of the
1: stone. It, it really can take on a new life. So let, let's go into that. So when it comes to an engagement ring and repurposing especially the center diamond, like what, what are your go-to recommendations for people?
2: So there are a lot of things you can do. One of my favorites, I'll show you a couple pieces and hopefully you can see, but one of my favorites is our Marley and Paloma tennis necklaces. So tennis necklaces are very much trending right now and not in the traditional, you know, formal sense, but layering them, wearing them all the time, every day to the gym, to the office, going out on a Friday night. Um, so here, you know, taking a traditional oval solitaire and now making it the center of your tennis necklace. This is something you can wear all the time. It elevates the very basic tennis necklace and makes it a little bit more special. Um, we've also done that. If someone has a tennis necklace, is that something you can do to add it in? You could, you could also make it like an addition. So they wear it as a pendant on the tennis necklace. That way it's not something they have to wear every day, but something they can add for more dressy occasions. Okay. Um, You know, this is a version of, this is a choker, but can also be worn double wrapped as a tennis bracelet. So now you're getting two purposes out of it. Um, I think you always depending on the size of the stone, usually you want the center stone to be the focus of the piece. Now it's just, how do I make it not feel bridal anymore? Right. Um, so a necklace is a good way to do that. Obviously, if you're going with earrings, you're going to be looking for a set. Right.
1: Um, so- I don't know. I see some women just wearing like two different earrings. Like one you is a stud and one is hanging. Yep. But I do really like the idea of it being a, a pendant because... I kind of wish I had thought about that because then I have two girls and they could just wear and you can wear it with anything like yeah. you can wear it on any kind of a necklace and yeah. they they might fight over it but anyway it's a moot point but I do like that idea that's like a good like transition before you're really going to sell it like yeah. try it in your every day and right. see how it feels you can still well, sell I mean, it not compromising you know the value of the stone I really like that idea
2: And I think if you go with just a simple pendant, even if it's something like this one, this is a smaller stone, but if it's just literally, you know, solitaire bezel set or prong set, that's a pretty inexpensive way to test it. So maybe you spend $800 to to see if you're going to wear it. But in the scheme of things, I think that's, you know, a small dollar amount to kind of make sure you're ready to commit to getting rid of or repurpose.
0: Right, like, so, you know, there's that how, too. how common is it for your clients to come in to repurpose it seems like I do see on your social media a lot like really original new things and ways that you're doing it. What percentage of that is actually people coming in with like former engagement rings. Is it a common practice.
2: I would say former engagement rings is a smaller part of the business currently only because we are only a 10 year old business. Um, And most of our clients are sort of growing with us over the years. So we're just hitting that 10 year threshold. That's, that's when I think is like the obvious kind of, Stage Make in a marriage, a marriage. <laughs> where, where either things are working or maybe you're just ready for a change in, right. in terms of your ring, not the person. Um, so I do think over the next few years we'll start to see that phase of life. Um, but a lot of people have jewelry at home. It doesn't have to be an engagement ring necessarily, but Maybe it's a piece that somebody gave you 10 years ago and it doesn't suit your style anymore. Or maybe it's an heirloom piece that you've inherited. And again, you know, grandma loved yellow gold, but you're not such a fan. So, how can I make it work for my everyday and still honor the original piece, but make it something I can really feel like I own?
0: Or even at the 10 year mark, let's be honest, that's also the time that a lot of people are upgrade. (laughs) (laughs) So, they may use their original piece and revamp it into something else and then get, get the new upgrade. I, guess. I think it's
1: really also kind of a nice idea, whatever you're going to do with your engagement ring, if you're on the fence about it. I have so many pins for my grandma, my grandmothers with so many diamonds and stones in it. And I'm not wearing a long like peacock pin on that's anything. Right. But I know it's worth, it, it's got like a ton of really valuable stones. So that's another thing. That's a great suggestion also like, Take take a slow step into this. Right. Gift yourself something that you already have, and make it into something you'd really love. And then maybe incorporate your your stone from your engagement ring into an old piece. And then it's it's not like so glaring that it's the stone. It's just now like this gorgeous piece that totally reflects you as you want to be. But I think one of the
0: important things, though, is to like make sure. That you know of someone like Stephanie, where you can go in and they have the creative vision. Well, I'm just saying, Stephanie. right? Because I feel like whatever <laughs> I could have gone back to, to you know, right. Arthur, and it's like well, he's just doing the diamonds. He's not going to be yeah. like, oh, I have a great idea for how to make this into right. a bracelet. No, you, right. really you No, know, that's
2: why our that's why our girl is coming in here or guy. <laughs> um, we're really inspired by the pieces and a client who is wanting to repurpose a piece usually does come in here and say like carte blanche, you do what you want with it. (laughs) Like I'm looking for something different. I want something creative. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't go at it. And that's the best case scenario for us because we we get to get creative and have fun and produce something that we've never done before. Um, you know, that being said, we definitely have kind of our go-to revamp styles, um, so I wanted to share one. Yeah, you know, show us on a lot of So two stones are also trending in bridal. Mm-hmm. We've added them to our fashion collection, but a lot of people who had a stone from a former engagement or um, even if they're upgrading now, this is ten years, like adding another diamond is another way of doing that. Instead of trading back a stone, maybe it still holds some sentimental value you get another stone and now you've got a bigger look for your
1: ring. Yeah. Wait, like, wait, bring your hand a little closer and hold it there for a minute. Like seriously, look at how gorgeous that is. I know. And this is also and something.
2: different so shapes. That, yeah. If you had two kids and you've been trying to come up with a way to gift your one diamond to two kids, like this is a way they can do that one is going to have that original and one will have this newer one. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of ways to convince yourself that these are good ideas, but
0: yeah. <laughs> this is one of them. What are uh, other than, um, I mean, I would love to see like if you have other ring things, cause I, I, I think uh, to your point before at a certain size, sometimes it almost does make the most sense for it to be repurposed into a different kind of a ring, maybe a cocktail ring, maybe something right. that has colored stones around it or, whatever is, are there styles like that that you've done? Yes, there are.
2: Um, So I have two here with me. Well, this one in particular, this is brand new. This is part of our bridal collection, but I think I saw
0: that on your Instagram.
2: We made this first for a client using their center stone. They had a, a stone from an old ring they had upgraded and she wanted to do something fun with it. Her diamond was yellow. So I came up with the pink Bombay style. Um, and so like this ring isn't even about the diamond so much as like the whole design. We've got some movies and pink sapphires oh surrounding that stone. So now it's really a cocktail ring. Right. Yeah. Um and I beautiful, me, like I don't think most people will not look at this and think, oh, that feels bridal. We've also turned an oval sideways, so that's a step in that direction. Um, you know, something like this one. Also two stones, but we've added a sapphire to it. We turned them sideways. Like this feels very much like a fashion piece. Right. Yep. Um, so again, like this could be your birthstone. This could be your son's birthstone. There there are ways of just incorporating other elements that are important to you. Um, are there
0: side stones also on that, that I just saw? So yeah, do you have so- people who come in with baguettes and things like that who are like, okay, so we'll put this into earrings and we'll do that. Yeah. So they're yeah. like totally repurposing everything.
2: Yeah. So you could do that. Um, so in this example, like the pear shape here was traditionally set. Okay. In the south, and then it had baguettes on the side. So we ah. reused the baguettes, we added a blue sapphire and you still have your original diamond in there um another thing a lot of people like to do with side stones depending on how big they are but this is a bangle i'm wearing Mm -hmm. i'm wearing a couple of them too so you put your your side stone in the center there like this one has a marquee i have two with baguettes here i mean this is
1: so really also a great idea i mean i have to be honest like to think of wearing my stone around my neck like an albatross? It was not a good marriage. <laughs> it was not even close to a good marriage. So I would, I would say, like, I feel like that's a news. But, like, yeah. a bracelet that's in good company right. with others, right? I like it on the side. I like that whole idea. Like, for me, coming from a bad marriage, I wouldn't want it to be glaring. But I like the idea of incorporating it with other stones, maybe repurposing an heirloom piece. I like it on a bracelet because it's, like I said, in good company. And that way it's, you can, you can totally do this and turn it into something that you would enjoy. So can I just ask you like, people are gonna wanna know, yeah, this all sounds awesome. How much is this really gonna cost? Like these are big diamonds. These are like a lot of work. I think people might be under the impression you come in, well, the diamonds will cost the money. Like how much is it gonna cost to do a setting or whatever? Right. Give some parameters around that, so people. Yeah.
2: So I mean, the simplest, you know, just put it on a necklace, leave it as the solitaire. Could start around eight hundred dollars. It goes up if you've got a much bigger stone. Um, a new setting could run anywhere from two to six thousand dollars, depending on what we do with it. A tennis necklace, obviously now we're adding diamonds to make a tennis necklace. Now we're probably talking about 10,000 plus, but there really are ranges. And one of the first things we do with a client is sort of, you know, manage their expectations. What what would you be willing to put into a project like this if we could come up with something you really love? Because there really are ways to hit different price points. I mean, the bangle, this could run about like 2,500. And then, you know, you keep scaling up. If you have diamonds from a wedding band, the diamonds from the band could be on the bangle and then the center stone could be there. So that there's idea. lots of ways to get creative depending on what we're working with. And it's and never
1: it look so bridal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's it's never a one size fits all. Every single project is going to be entirely custom. So we kind of work backwards based on what it is you're wanting to put into it because we realize that a lot of people have jewelry that's sitting around. And yes there are stones with value and that means something, but also if they now have to pay more money for the stones that they didn't really care about to begin with, or that don't have a good (laughs) memory tied to them that they may not want to invest in that way. So there, there are ways to start and kind of dip your toe and make sure you're going to wear the pieces and love them and then sort of build it out from there.
1: Okay, so we are just gonna take a quick pause here for a minute because we know it's hard to get honest and reliable information about your divorce. So we've done the work for you. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get X experts in your inbox. Join our virtual open house events where you can ask questions to top experts live and sign up for private sessions with us so you can move forward and thrive beyond your divorce. You can get all of this information at XExperts.com. Ex-experts x p p r t s we've lived
0: it so we get it so let's get back to talking about jewelry jewelry. i so i have a question (laughs) i feel like i mean teach and i we originally got married within a month of each other i was 23 at the time and so old years later i upgraded but um the wedding band that i had not on the engagement ring but other wedding band was a channel set Mm mm-hmm I don't know if I still have it anymore, but I remember when I was selling back the ring that the diamond guy was like, these are like, they're too small. You can't really do anything with them. So I'm wondering, is there a point at which the stones are too small for you to work with if you can't make them into anything? So
2: they'll never be too small. They can always be repurposed. I think it comes down to, is it worth repurposing because buying the piece in completion new with that size stones may cost the same amount. Because when you're working with such small stones, a lot of the price is in the labor to set them. Um, So you may end up spending the same money to just buy a brand new piece as you would to reset these. So then it's really like, is there sentimental value attached to them that you would want to keep them for a specific reason? Um, And if so, might as well use them. We can always, what we do is we melt the gold from any original piece. So you do get something marginal back. But again, a lot of the the price for something with such small
1: diamonds is in the setting. Okay, that's interesting. What, in about, appra- what about appraising a new piece? Like if I were to just bring something in, do you guys look at it and you're like, okay, well, the diamond is worth this much. Yes. Is what we recommend or it's not worth anything, but you... I mean, you could still do something with something that looks pretty that's not worth anything, you know, right? Like an appraisal. But, like, how does that all kind of work into the equation when you're making a new piece?
2: So we do our very kind of preliminary appraisal of the piece, meaning we want to make sure it's a real diamond. We want to make sure there's no chips or you know, any damage to stones that we're going to be held responsible for um, that didn't happen in our hands. So that's kind of what we do, just a a blanket assessment of the piece. Um, Usually a client will come to us with the intention to reset regardless of the actual value of the stone, meaning like the value is in the sentiment. It's in who bought it for them or what the occasion was or um, something of that nature. So they don't necessarily care that it's right. 10,000 or 1,000 they just want to do something with it. That being said, we do work with a third party appraiser who will appraise it for the current value once it's reset. Um and you know that is something that people should be doing regardless of resetting or or keeping it is making sure that you have a current appraisal value because the price of diamonds can shift dramatically over 10 years. Um, And you certainly wouldn't want to lose something and not have it appraised for the proper current value.
0: How often would you suggest someone appraises? Because if you had something appraised 10 years ago, it might be worth a lot more than if you were going to have it appraised Yes. And that's also something worthwhile. You know,
2: an appraisal can be a couple hundred dollars. If it's just one piece, it's maybe $300, $400. Um, So you may want to know before you go into resetting it if it has some value and then it may change your mind about wanting to reset it. Maybe it's more worthwhile for you to sell it and buy something completely new. Right. So that's that. It that can be part of the process if it's something that someone wants to do. I would say the market for diamonds usually changes every 10 years. So I think 10 years is a good um, a good benchmark for having something reappraised.
0: So when you have people coming in with former engagement rings, um, do you feel like most are leaning towards like what kind of piece of jewelry is the most common that they're going for? Is it necklaces? Is it bracelets? Is it rings?
2: Surprisingly it's rings. I think people, I think think women get used to wearing a ring and then that that finger can start to feel naked if there isn't something on there. Um, and, you know, from, from the conversations I've had, a lot of women look at it as like, this is now my symbol of being single, being independent, starting my new chapter. I don't care who bought the diamond for me. I'm making a new ring. I'm spending the money on this and it's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a lot of value in that sort of empowered messaging that like, you're doing this for you and you are making the choices now. So rings are definitely the most popular. Um, And most of the time we're using some sort of colored stone in that setting so that it it doesn't feel so bridal. It can often be their own birthstone or their favorite color or something rainbow. If they're coming to me, they usually do love rainbow as much as I do. Um, But something that
0: represents the next chapter for them. What about, I know we were talking earlier about like, do certain sizes lend themselves to certain pieces or not? What about specific shapes? Like if someone comes in and it's like, and they happen to have a pear stone or a marquee, I mean, are you immediately kind of like, these are the best options for that versus if someone comes in with a cushion cut or an emerald, like it would look better as a completely different type of a piece.
2: Yes and no, like, honestly, not really, I would say, For the most part, any shape works for any type of piece. Um, It's just about what we do with it. So if we're adding a second stone to it, there are definitely certain shape pairings that we kind of default to. Um, You know, we're always mindful of if we're resetting something and adding diamonds to it, we want to make sure the new diamonds complement the original one. We actually just had somebody bring a former engagement ring and an heirloom piece to make a two stone ring out of. Um, So we just, we're always cognizant of what materials they prioritize being used in the new piece, but I don't think any certain shape kind of calls for one
0: type of jewelry. I love the idea of bringing in your engagement ring and something (laughs) else that you might have that you're not using or wearing every day. Right, that's that's what I was saying. great idea. Right. Then it like plays with a new crowd. It
1: gets like new vibes and new energy, and it's not just your engagement ring. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I
0: kind of love that. Totally. Um, so, what is the most common shape right now that people are working with? That you're in seeing? terms of
2: resetting or yeah. just in general? Both. Um, I mean, round is always the most popular. So we ar- across the board. And I, I think too, like a lot of antique settings use round diamonds. So that's the shape we see the most. Emerald cuts are probably second. And then I would say just because pears had such a ride in the eighties, <laughs> we've seen a, a bunch of pears being reset. <laughs> are
0: there any the other 80s coming back? The eighties are, are. So. they are. Yes. God. I know someone who recently got engaged with a marquee and I haven't seen that in a very long time. And I thought that was an interesting choice.
2: I think the modern bride is looking for something different, um, you know, with social media and everything being so in your face, you you really do get a sense of what everybody else is wearing. And so if you're someone who doesn't want to be one in a million, um, it's hard to differentiate yourself because- so many people go for the classics, the round, the emerald cut, the oval. How many ways can you reinvent the most classic setting? I mean, we try to do that every day. But I
0: was just gonna say, you guys are always showing the the re- band and a half, and then the two stone ring. Oh I love it. So many original One ideas. Day. One day, and the that's other why day. I.
2: That's why I do it. And you know, the I'm sort of inspired by my girl who wants to feel different and wants to feel special and and wants to wear something that really feels unique to her. Um, The Band and a Half has been a very popular reset option because it doesn't feel traditional bridal. We've done this a million different ways with every color gemstone, including rainbow. We're trying it with baguettes right now. Um, It's just a really cool piece. We've done it as pinky rings. So it's something I- I feel
0: like also your undecided collection would potentially be like a great- Potential option, right there. It is. Have you seen this stage? Yeah, yeah. No, this is
1: is the one that I said that I love. You just had that up. I love that. I'm wearing the.
2: I'm wearing the necklace too. I mean, this is, it's a cool piece. It's again, like, if you had a half eternity band, like a ten stone band, now you could add another shape to it. And now you have a completely different piece who even remembers that those stones came from the wedding band. (laughs) It's a brand new piece. It's for you. It doesn't feel bridal. It can feel fashion. We do it in different metal tones. You could do bezel setting. There's so many options.
1: I'm actually thinking right now that I did (laughs) nothing with my eternity band and I did just get a new one. So I'm never wearing that one again. (laughs) But you had several several eternity. You had like a, a stack of bands. Well, I have the really thin ones. I have two really, really thin ones that I used to stack. above right, 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 right. old Wedding band, but I think I'm going to give each of my daughters one of mm-hmm. those. But I have a very nice eternity band and my boyfriend just bought me one. So I'm, I've, and obviously I'm never wearing that other one again, but I think that I'm going to visit you because I have a bunch of pins and I have an eternity band. And, and the thing for me is I loved my eternity band. I loved it. I didn't pick it, but I loved it. And, and it's less symbolic for me than the engagement ring. I don't know why. Yeah, um, I mean, it's also probably something you picked out and had your I just input love it. it so. It's just, yeah. And so, yeah, I'll be seeing you soon. <laughs> uh,
2: this okay. is also something we've done. Just that, you know, your traditional diamond by the yard. We just Oh, yeah. The- this 40 point eternity band. So those were pretty big stones. The client just wanted to have something she could layer and wear all the time. And so that's, that's what we did. That's a great idea. And again, like very easy, wasn't super expensive um, and something she can wear all the time and just kind of like change up the
0: layer. For something like that, is there, what would be like the ideal size? Like starting at what size a point? So those those were 40 points each, okay. point .4. These are three. So really it works
2: Gorgeous. in any size. I mean, here, of course, it's, it's more of a, you know, accent than it was in that, that piece, more of a statement, but it works for as small as a three pointer, which is less than a one carat total weight band. And then, right.
1: and you can yeah. make that a bracelet too. You had that, yeah. that bracelet that wraps two times. So for
0: however many diamonds you have, you do it once, or you do it twice. I think I'm bringing you a pin. I totally love that because it's not even now just about the repurposing specifically of your solitaire, but if you have any kind of a diamond eternity band, now there are things that you can actually do with it. And the diamond by the yard necklace is a, such a great, easy oh, yeah. way to go.
1: What about a pinky ring? Like I've seen yeah. pinky rings now also. Like that's We've also. They've done that. It's have done that. Ring, <laughs> If you, know. you have
2: extra stones, you could do. So I had one client bring me a wedding band. It was probably like this size, mm-hmm. and she wanted two pinky rings. So we split it. We did half blue sapphire, half diamond, and made two of those that she stacked together. Oh my god! You guys, there are so many
1: great ideas. I, I love, love it. Up this video so you can see all these pictures and all of this gorgeous jewelry and. It can all be yours in a way that works for you <laughs> and budget. No, really, because you think about all the stuff you have. Like I've got stuff in a safe. Right. I don't even know what's there. Right. But it was right. my grandmother's and my great grandmother's. And you know, that's when stuff was like real gold. And so there's no questioning, you know, the quality of that. And well,
2: you would you would be surprised. See, this is where yeah. it is worthwhile to have your jewelry upgrade properly because. I just had a client bring me a ring to set as an engagement ring. It was the grandmother's stone and it wasn't a diamond. It was a moissanite. And at some point someone switched it out on them and they didn't realize it. And now, you know, 20 plus years later,
1: unfortunately I had to share that news that it's not a diamond. That happened to so That's me. what happened to me during yeah. my divorce for whatever reason. Uh, My attorney allowed me to go and hand over all of my jewelry to a jeweler picked out by his lawyer. And by the way, the engagement ring, we now know, was a gift to me. It's not even a marital asset, so it should never have had to be appraised, just so you all know if you're in the thick of it and you're asked to do that. The other thing is the appraisal has to be done in front of you. You are never handing it over to some jeweler in a jewelry store. Because then, when I went to sell my stone, which Jessica and I had like comparable stones, and my ex would never, it's just a reflection on him. He's
0: very fancy. He never would have gotten a
1: poor quality stone. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a blue mark right through my stone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was not there when I got that stone. I know it wasn't. I know that jeweler swapped out my stone. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it it's got to be
2: someone you trust. And, yes. you know, if you yes. can be there during the appraisal, great. If not, you need someone to you need someone
1: really reputable. I was literally in a strip mall in Wayne, New Jersey. So okay. don't do that. Um, but yes, I mean, I think that there are ways though, to repurpose it and, and make it something that's a reflection of the new you and your next chapter. And, and as you're discovering yourself and your new personality and you'd be like, you know, I'm, I'm like this, I like that. So go and make it happen for yourself. And and they're like stephanie said there are many different ways to make it happen for yourself Yeah. so i think it's just awesome
0: thank you stephanie for sharing all of those great ideas and the beautiful pieces um it's something that we have conversations out with people all the time nobody knows what to do with them so to like be able to pick your creative brain and see those ideas that people would never have thought of is amazing So thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And let me know I'm ready when you are. (laughs) For everyone listening, if you've enjoyed this episode of the Divorce Etc. podcast with the ex-experts today, then please help us out. When you subscribe, rate, and review, it helps us get the word out so we can support more people like you going through divorce and beyond. Check the show notes for more info on Stephanie Gottlieb and her jewelry and check out her Instagram at Stephanie Gottlieb, which is You could watch it like it's reality TV. beautiful. (laughs) It's so gorgeous and so beautifully curated. I definitely recommend it. And of course, share all of this with anyone you know who can benefit from listening. Have a great day.